Hey everybody, and welcome back to Escaping the Comfort Zone. I'm here to introduce you to your host, Paul Romans, and special guest, Hector Gutierrez of Hardstyle Kettlebell. Hello everyone, this is Paul Romans with uh, Escaping Your Comfort Zone, and today, our third episode, we're here with Hector Gutierrez of Hardcore Style Fitness. Hardstyle Kettlebell. <laughs> Hardstyle Kettlebell. And uh, just to get a little background on how to get in shape, toss around a little kettlebell. Uh, Hector, could you give us a little background on how you got started with kettlebells? Yeah, so I, well, I got into this, the strength game through jiu-jitsu. So I've been training martial arts for over 20 years. I've been competing. Uh, last time I competed was 2014, but that's how I got into strength training. Um, as I started to compete, needed to obviously take care of my weight, so it's weight classes, right? So, you know, at 20 years old, you can get away with eating whatever you want. Oh, yeah. But when you got to start making weight classes, you have to start paying attention to what you're eating, how much you're eating. So, uh, started competing and uh, started to find, notice the benefits of strength training, right? So, I wanted to kind of get that extra edge on the mat. Um, guys that I was, you know, I was rolling with, they either had, you know, better endurance. You know, and some of that comes with just more time on the mat as well. But I was always just looking for that way to become, I guess, unbreakable, if you will. So I'm not getting right. injured because, you know, with sports comes injuries, you know, contact, contact injuries, right? right? So uh, I eventually, and I tried everything. I tried, you know, traditional weightlifting. I did a lot of body weight stuff. And actually my first introduction into fitness as teaching was I became a yoga teacher in like 2008. Yeah, not a lot of people know that. <laughs> um, and, and, that's, and then eventually I found my way to kettlebells and I, it just, it completely changed the game on, on like everything strength training. It was just very efficient, didn't take a lot of time. And I was actually getting stronger and better and getting better endurance and becoming more resilient for the mat. And so I realized the power of that. And I was like, man, I got to get this into the hands of other people. Last time we spoke, you brought up uh, a history mm -hmm. of the kettlebell and for a lot of people, I think it would be uh, new information. Could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so kettlebells, what we know of them today, right? A lot of people describe them as a cannonball with the handle on them, but the actual intention of kettlebells back in, so they go back, there's different timelines, but they pretty much go back at least 300 years back to the days of like Tsarist Russia, right? And so the actual intention wasn't to use them for exercise like they are today. So today you use them for strength training and endurance training, but back then they were used as counterweights to like weigh food. And so, you know, when they're, okay, here's how much food we're, you're going to get, you're going to buy, et cetera. So they would use these weights. And then eventually people started tossing them around and lifting them up. And well, I'm going to make a, I'm going to lift a bigger one and I'm going to lift this heavier one. And it became a thing. And so it's actually one of the main sports in Russia is what they call a sport, which Gita is Russian for kettlebell. So Gita voice sport is kind of like Olympic weightlifting with kettlebells. And it started in Russia now it's really big all over all over Europe and so it's an, an actual contested event where they're doing clean and jerk which is known also known as a long cycle and single kettlebell snatch and they've got categories master of sports they got a whole bunch of categories so it went from just like weighing food until eventually people started tossing around and there's actually kettlebell juggling if you look that up you'll be amazed at what what like a lot of like circus like strongmen they would use these and they would literally like toss them and catch them like 70 and 100 pound kettlebells are flicking them around like they're a paperweight. Oh my gosh. And so they're like these, you know, the, the strongest man in the world kind of guys you'd see at the circus. If you go back like 50 plus years, you see them using these 
cannonballs with handles on them. And so eventually it became a weightlifting thing and now we use them as general um, physical preparedness, what we call GPP. So now we use them as general physical preparedness to you know, get stronger, get your legs stronger, make your back stronger. And the whole goal is to be able to just do things like every, day, every single day things um, without hurting yourself. Because every single day, you're gonna have to pick something up off the ground without hurting your back. And that's no, kind no. of the foundation of where kind of kettlebells kind of starts. So with all that being said, is kettlebell uh, a workout just for men? Is it mostly men? No, uh, so I mean, it's, for, it's in a sense for everybody, but so for us in particular, like a lot of our students here at the gym are mostly women. You know, we work with, we work with men also, but we just notice mostly women kind of navigate and kind of gravitate to what it is that we're doing. Um, they want to get stronger. They want to be more capable. And I honestly, I think one of the reasons why we mo work mostly with women is just because men think that they know everything and they can do it on their own, you know? So um, women, like it's, it's hard to explain, but when you, when, you, when you press your first heavy kettlebell, we have women that have never lifted weights in their life, can barely hang on a bar, and in time they're doing strict like tactical pull-ups, strict weighted pull-ups, not like kipping or anything, but like strict neck to the bar pull-ups. A lot of this is through a system that, that we teach through Strong First. And so I'm a senior instructor with Strong First and, and through Pavel Sotswilin. So Pavel is the gentleman that kind of, in a sense, brought kettlebells to the US in like 1998. And he started this whole movement of strength training with kettlebells. And so through his company, Strong First, I'm one of his senior instructors. And so a lot of the information, a lot of the teaching and the principles of strength and we use that through kettlebells, through body weight, um, is, is through the strong first system. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, I'll and so women, on. and so the reason why women are so, get really good at it, is because it's a system, and it's principles. It's not, it's not like um, tool or, mod or modality dependent, right? Like you can only get strong with kettlebells, you can only get strong with dumbbells. Like if you follow a particular system of progressions, like I'd showed you a while back, right? Knowing how to tense the right muscles and knowing how to breathe, this is all a system. And so anybody can apply the system through practice and that's how they get stronger, move better, better endurance, can play with their kids, go hiking, whatever, without having to, you know, without getting hurt. And one of the, one of my, my wife, one of her favorite things, her aha moment was when she didn't have, this, these are little things, right? When, and so one of the primary things that kettlebells do to get you strong is it strengthens your grip. Oh yeah. You, know, you have to. And it's actually, strengthening your grip is one of the secrets, secrets to achieving your first pull up. Okay, and a lot of people think about, think about that. So if you get your glutes, your grip and your abs stronger, you'll eventually attain pull-ups through practice, obviously. <clears throat> so one of my wife's aha moments was, she didn't have to ask me to help her open the pickle jar. Normally all the time, she has to ask me to help her open the pickle jar. <laughs> and so one day, you know, I'm, this is gonna sound funny. One day she just grabbed it and just got tight, hardened her body like I showed you. Right, right, and, right. And just opened it without without any problems. Yeah. So it's principles and things like that, that really, man, when you do that, it empowers you like, wow, I need to know more of what, what is this? And I had that very same aha moment when I worked with Pavel for the first time. And um, so yeah, mostly women work with us. Um, a lot of men work with us too, but we just have a, a big following of women 
um, that tell their friends like, oh my gosh, I'm doing this now and I can do this. I could never do this before. And on top of that, they're losing weight. They're feeling better, you know, right, the right. Whole, the whole deal. I can see how it would be results oriented also. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, somebody that's serious about fitness would be more inclined to get into, into kettlebells because like in the short time I've been doing it, maybe not quite three weeks, two weeks, uh, baby stepping, you know, doing, uh, following what you said and, mm -hmm. and, and getting stronger. Mm -hmm. But, um, some of the things that used to make me tired, mm -hmm. um, are not doing that. But mm -hmm. one thing I found, I can sleep better at night because I am tired from a yep. kettlebell workout. <laughs> That's what we call in the strong first system. We call it the, what the heck effect or yeah. the what the hell effect people say it's a different. And so what that is, is, Things that you normally do throughout your day get better without directly trying to improve those. Yeah. So let's say, like you said, you know, doing things that used to get you tired. Maybe it was walking up and down stairs throughout the daytime. That would wind you out. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you're training with kettlebells, you're kind of learning this system of training. Two, three months go by, and then you notice, man, I'm gonna get tired of walking up this thing anymore. I can lift this up and I'm not getting tired anymore. Right. And so, or I can do more push-ups than I we had a guy that uh, trained with us a while back. I haven't seen him in a long time. Anyway, he um, was just doing kettlebells with us for like a whole year. And then he ended up going to like a traditional gym with a friend of his. He goes, hey man, I've got a free pass. You want to come with me? He's like, yeah, sure. So he went with him and he said, he goes, and he called me like later that day. He goes, man, I need to talk to you really quick. He says, I went to this gym and never in my life have I been able to bench press more than 225, right? Two plates on each side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not through college, no, I've never been able to do that. He goes, so I went with my friend, we went training and we I decided to work out with him and I did five sets of five at 225 without ever bench pressing. That's pretty good. Without ever, never bench pressing. No. Well, how was that possible? He applied the techniques and the principles and the system that we applied to kettlebells and applied that to the barbell and obviously he was just nat he was like stronger, like because we, we get, we're focused on getting your nervous system stronger versus yeah. like your muscles. Yeah. Okay, and, and some people do it the opposite. They focus on getting the muscles bigger, but yet the nervous system hasn't caught up. You know, the, the connective yeah. tissues, et cetera, haven't caught up to them. That's kind of how injuries happen, but I don't know how I got off on that tangent. So um, yeah, it's for, that's how the, the, that's what we call the what the hell effect. Yeah. Things that you do, you normally do every single day just seem easier mm -hmm. and better. And that's the like, what the heck? I haven't even, yeah, that's I haven't even done that. I haven't even done that. I haven't even gone for a run and I was able to do a run, you know, or what have you. No, and like at work, um, I handle 50, 50 pound sacks all the time. And, mm -hmm. and, and sometimes they're tough, but here I just did some, I think Monday and it was like no big deal. One after another, you know, mm -hmm. cutting sacks, just putting them in there. Yeah, we had a, we had one guy. He uh, he's in uh, construction, and so he was working. You know, he had him and a crew, and they had to unload like two pallets of cement. So you know, each what cement bags like eighty pounds. Yes, right. So they had to unload. So they had two pallets, and he, you know, the exact movements that we were teaching him here, he unloaded a whole pallet by himself, while like three or four other guys that took them to do one pallet. So he was grabbing it, swinging it between his legs and just tossing like each, each one. And he was yeah. just pumping them out and uh, just uh, like, dude, I wouldn't have been able to do that. My back would have been really sore, but it wasn't, you know, so that's what we call the what the hell effect. Recently I saw, uh, you have this, this better man plan. It's a series of videos, uh, designed to help men focus on 
uh, I believe it's five elements that are designed in uh, helping them become a better man. Could you talk about yeah. that? Yes. So this is actually one of my like my passions and one of my biggest focuses right now is um, helping men become better men. Right. And so what I started to, you know, after a decade of running the gym, 20 years of doing jujitsu, as I started. And so as I started to kind of take what we were doing here at the gym, I started to pivot and take it online in 2015. 2015 is when I started doing this. I started, you know, creating products and courses and that way people could work with us from a distance. And what I started noticing was a lot of the people that were coming to us were men. So in the gym, we had mostly women that would come to us. Online, it was an overwhelming audience of men, particularly married men with kids. Looking to like, man, I'm having a hard time balancing everything that is like my life, you know, doing the career thing, the wife thing, trying to get in shape, like, and not trying and not losing myself, like in the process. So they were looking for like quick workouts. They were looking for things that they could stay consistent with. And after all this time, I started to notice that there was an overwhelming inside of that guys that just weren't doing the work no matter what. They had all the workouts. You like, I mean, technology, we have information at our fingertips. You can find kettlebell workouts anywhere right now. You can find meal plans and recipe. You can find all these things online, great resources. But no matter the like plethora of information they had, they weren't taking action on any of this stuff, right? So what's up with that? Why? So I started to dig a little bit deeper and I started to realize that men are broken mentally, emotionally, psychologically. Um, over the last 50 years, we've been conditioned that our masculinity is toxic, that, um, you know, we're, we've been conditioned that, uh, you know, I just did an episode on this last night. If you look back at the last 50 years of television, tell, you know, society has convinced society that man is the bumbling idiot. He's out of shape, married with children, Simpsons, uh, you name it. There's endless TV shows. Yeah. Dad doesn't have his stuff together. Mom has everything together. So everybody goes to mom for counsel. And that's just not, that's backwards. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to create a program that's going to help men balance what I identify as the five elements of a strong man. That is strong in mind, strong in body, strong in emotion, strong in spirit, i.e. faith, religion, and strong in the community. And so that's essentially what Better Man is about. It's got workouts, it's got those things in there, but what I started noticing was like workouts and eating, that's, it's important and it's a big foundation, but it's 6% of your day. What about the rest of the side of your humanity? What about your connection to the eternal? A lot of people don't believe in that nowadays, right? A lot of that's like looked down upon. Mm -hmm. But what I know to be true is that without that, man, humanity is lost, right? Without that, we're lost because we start to, we start to connect our acts of the will. We connect those to the finite things. I'm a personal trainer. I'm a this, I'm a that. Well, what happens if you lose that? What happens if your wife leaves you? What happens if you lose your job? Look at 2020. Yeah. When we lose that and we don't know who we are, why do you think men commit suicide three and a half times more than women do? The majority of them are from lost romantic relationships. They don't know who they are. Right. And so that's a lot of what this program is about is helping men get down to their, to their core of who they are and how to balance these five elements. 
That was awesome. That got me emotional, man. <laughs> Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Escaping the Comfort Zone. Join us for our bi-weekly podcast as we continue talking to Hector and even to a small demonstration. So if you haven't joined us over on our YouTube channel, head over there because Paul is going to be throwing around a kettlebell and seeing what he's made of after 50. As always, we encourage you guys to subscribe to our podcast if you liked it. Share it with family, friends if you found it beneficial, and we can't wait to see you next time.